Hi, I'm Dana. And I'm Faith. Welcome to Cool Cool Girl Girl Convos, where we are just two girls who think the other one is way cooler than we actually are in real life. We are a variety show where we'll be talking about The Office, Enneagram, Life, reviewing books, media, old and new, Harry Potter, something different every single week. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm so excited to be here again. Me too. (laughs) Such a great time. We're so excited to be with each other here. Forever. I had such a good time last week with you. It was a good time. It It was was a good first episode. Yeah, we were so cool. As per usual. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So last week or last episode, we talked about the Enneagram and we kind of did a deep dive on three numbers, which were two, three, and four. And two, three, and four are the height, the heart triad, and that's why we um, put those, you know, together. And um, just kind of a brief kind of um, recap: a two is the helper, and they're motivated by um, showing love and um, needing to be loved. Threes are um, their performer or the achiever, and they're motivated by um, their success and feeling worthy. And fours are motivated by um, finding their authentic self, and they're the individualist. So that was kind of a brief, brief recap of last week or last episode. And if you want to know more, you have to go listen to it. It's a good episode. I would yeah. recommend. Um, this week we are doing the head triad, um, which includes five, six, and seven. And the head triad, whereas last week they everything was viewed through an emotional lens, the head triad everything is viewed through a logical lens. Yes. Um, and their big stressor, big sin is anxiety. Um, so that's the thing that they want to avoid and what their, I guess, stressors manifest itself through. Yeah, I think last week, which I thought was so cool of you, as you said that like that's what they avoid at all costs. I think you use those words and I think that's really good. Yes. It's like you struggle with it the most, but you want to avoid it the most, which yes. I think is Agreed. interesting. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll just start into our first number of the evening, which yes. is five. Um, and I think we had talked about how we liked, um, immediately, like, what are your immediate thoughts? We like talking about that first. So what are your immediate thoughts when you think of a five? I actually don't think I know any fives, fives and fours, man. I just don't know a lot of people that have those. Yeah. Um, but everything I've read, I just think of five as being like a very like person who researches, but like, I don't know anyone. So I don't know, um, the one thing I thought of is maybe like Oscar from The Office. Yes. Um, he is literally the definition because, of a five. Yeah, yes. just because oh he gosh. researches in that episode where he's like, actually. Actually. And yes, he's constantly researching. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the only five I know, obviously not on a personal level, but right. from an office level. Yes. So what are your like thoughts on fives? Um, so my immediate thoughts are just that um, fives are quiet and reserved, like very introverted. Yes, um, I don't think of extroverted no, as five. No, I don't either. And I think like- I I think my brother and my dad are both either they have a strong five wing or they are fives and they're both super thoughtful and like thought provoking and they always ask like really um really good questions and so I feel like they could both be fives or have like five-ish qualities so they don't I don't think either of them know enough about um the enneagram to like make a definitive statement about themselves but I can definitely see how they might fall into that realm makes sense so what are the big things about fives faith like what are the describing words about five that you would say i would say that they're since they are in the head triad i would say they're more thoughtful and super logical of all of the five six and seven i think if you when you hear six and seven and you know a little bit about those i don't think you would immediately think thoughtful or like not thoughtful, but like you wouldn't think like, Oh, they, they're like, because I think of thoughtful, I think of like quiet. And I don't, I think when you think of a five, that is what you think of is like thoughtful, quiet, definitely in the head triad, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's kind of what I immediately think of when I think of a five. And as far as kind of researching fives out, 
um, I found a couple different interesting things and I'm sure that you had too, but, um, so fives are, they reserve their time because they're afraid to run out of resources, which I think is super interesting because they are, um, in a withdrawn stance, which we can go into that a little bit more, but they are very um, protective of their time and they know exactly how much time and energy to give out. So they don't, um, they don't like pull back. They're calculating. Yes, I would say that's a that's a great word for it. Oh, we probably need to say their great motivation or their core motivation. We didn't miss that. We'll start with that. Okay, so the the uh, core motivation of a five, with all of that said, is quiet, reserved, introverted, like a man or woman, a few words, calm, smart. Um, their core motivation is to be competent, um, and so they're driven a lot by knowledge. I would say. And then the fear, of course, goes directly with that, and that's incompetence. So, um, you know, if they don't know something or they don't have all the information, it's hard for them to make a decision, I would say. Agree, yeah. And to be another, like, wording of the fear is to be useless, helpless, or incapable. Um, yes. Not totally. able to do something because they don't have enough knowledge. Yes, that's, I think, yeah, I agree so much. And um, we had gone over, like, the deadly sins of two, three, and four last week, but I think— the just a general note about the deadly sin of each number. It's so interesting because when you hear them, it's not what you think. Um, and five, I think this we I kind of hit on it a second ago, but the great sin of a five is greed. But it's not greed like you would think. It's greed in that they are reserving their time because they're afraid to run out of those resources. So just um, like when I think of a five and greed reserving their time, they're going to work themselves up to like be in a situation um, and then use exactly how much they need to get through. And then they're like done with the situation, like a social situation, I would say. Yeah. Um, with that, they are about knowledge and their search for knowledge because they want to be capable. Um, their whole entire identity is built around like having ideas and being someone who has something unusual or insightful to say that you wouldn't normally say in a conversation, much like Oscar from The Office. Yes. Um, like he, he wants, wants to, to be say, the one. <laughs> right. He wants to be the one to say, well, actually, this is that thing. Yeah. Fives like being that person. Um, and that is kind of their goal. They will... They're very single-focused. Researching, it says that they become very single-focused because they don't want to spread, like you were talking about resources, they mm -hmm. don't want to spread their resources thin. Yeah. So they understand they want one goal and they do it until they are good at that and they know enough knowledge and they are able to um, be an expert in that, essentially. Yeah, I love that. That was really good. Um, oh, you go ahead. Um, so talking about like healthy and unhealthy, like, so at their best, fives are visionaries. So they come up with new ideas, new ways to do things. And they are the best at it because they've researched it. They understand the time, resources, et cetera, to go into it. Um, and what else is good about fives here? I think uh, like a healthy um, thing for fives is even though we typically associate fives with being more like shy and quiet when they're healthy, they have a good balance of alone time and social time. Yeah. yeah that's so, good. So which both are good. And I think everybody needs both, but fives typically fall on the more the, the alone time. And then, but if they're healthy, they're, you know, very balanced in that. Um, and I also think this is really interesting is, and I can, I think you can say this with like Oscar from the office too, but they give kind of objective opinions and advice, which is good because I think like last week we were talking about the emotional triad. I think it's harder for them to separate their emotions from opinions where fives, they have a logical thought process and just generally five, six, and seven. So they can kind of um, give that objective advice to people if they need it. I like that. That No, that is true. Um, and so at their worst, uh, their characteristics kind of take that inward view to a whole nother level where mm -hmm. they're so... Um, thoughtful and inward that they really don't, um, they're not able to communicate well with others. Yes. They yeah. don't share those ideas in the best way to do it. And they become very frustrated if they cannot become good at something. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that the Enneagram Institute was talking about said 
they sometimes will get frustrated because they can't deal with their own issues, like not being able to provide for their family or being a Mm -hmm. good dad or mom. And Mm -hmm. so they'll focus all their attention on being an expert at something that's totally unrelated because then they feel like they are competent at one thing. And that's Um, like what they can control. Right. And that's That's exactly interesting. Um, And so, but if they do that to the point where they detach from others, um, people view them as very quirky, detached, kind of mm-hmm. odd. You think yeah. of five sometimes at their worst. Yeah. Um, actually, the on the Enneagram Institute, the one of the authors, I th- one of the authors that was saying a brief spiel about it, said that sometimes these people actually neglect to bathe and eat wow. because they're so focused. You're talking about resources, a, and they like say to the themselves, "Extreme unhealthy exactly. version." Oh my I mean, gosh. I don't, but like they yeah. neglect to really take care of themselves mm-hmm. because they don't want to waste resources doing that. That's unnecessary. Wow. So again, unhealthy. But right. I, that was just interesting that, that he made so that point. Um, yeah, and I think like to go along with that too. I think generally, like they're the most withdrawn number. Yes. On the Enneagram, because it within the withdrawn stance are four, five, and then nine. And um, which, if you think about it, like we talked about fours being in the emotional triad, they have a three wing, which is like an aggressive stance. And then nines have the eight on one side and the one on the other. F- fives have a dependent stance on one side and a withdrawn stance on the other. Like oh, a six. So, like, they, I would say, are the most withdrawn because they have, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I just think that's an interesting thing, too. And they don't need other people. Like, if we, like, all the ones we talked about last week were very dependent. Um, fours, not as much, but like fives. Yeah. If they're an expert at something, they're good. They're good. Mm-hmm. And they, um, the best, going back to like their healthiest, they're very observant. So, you're going to find people, another big thing, especially mm-hmm. in these times um, with everything going on, is they do not, um, take things at face value. So mm. they will like question everything, like the media. Mm-hmm. So again, let's take that to the worst case scenario. They're probably the conspiracy theorists. They're like, oh, yeah. everything's happening and everything is wrong. And I'm we're, a five. No, yes, just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> no, but I love the at their best, theory, like they really, mm-hmm. they provide a lot of critical thinking in situations mm-hmm. that's necessary. They yeah. don't just say, this is what's going on. This is why it's that way. Um, Again, they critically think in a situation and they really observe it. Everything says they collect, they collect, they collect information. Yeah. They can sit there and study something because they really want to know the facts. Right. And they don't yeah. want to go into a conversation. Again, can't, Oscar. Oscar. <laughs> but this, I mean, if you haven't seen this episode uh, where one of the main characters who's kind of a dud knows more about Oscar, who like always knows things and, you know, going into a situation, Oscar does not want to be the person that doesn't know about China more than. Michael, yeah, the main character. Yeah. What that must be six or seven, right? Is it six? It's in season, season six. six. I just finished it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, no, I agree. Um, Oscar's like the definition of that. Yeah. Um, Another point to make is yeah. that they are the most independent of all types. Kind of like what we were saying. Mm, they really mm-hmm. don't ever need people, you know? Yeah. Um, obviously, again, we say at their best, yeah. but at their best, they're visionary. So they share their ideas. They um, are able to reinvent how to do things the best way and share that with others. But, you know, they are not dependent on being fulfilled by other people, really. If they're a master at something and they know it, that's, that's, that's it. All that's all they need. <laughs> um, what do you think about, like, what can you take from a five, like, that you admire about fives? I love the idea that they question everything because I think that I am very quick to hear people's opinions and be like, oh yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, or like, same, you know, even with things, um, like COVID, for example, Mm -hmm. right now we're in COVID season Mm -hmm. and you know, there's every, every day there's something new that's saying this is going to spike and this is how it's transmitted and this is that. Mm -hmm. And I think, fives are very, very quick to research and to say, where did you get that source? How many studies was it done? And they're very, yeah, exactly. What are the numbers? Whereas, you know, some of us are just over here like- Either freaking out or or just kind of like, okay, like neutral. Right. You know? So I think fives, I admire that they really don't take face value for things. And obviously again, double-edged sword. You don't want to be a suspicious freak, Mm -hmm. but you want to- (laughs) 
question things enough, I think. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, so we'll kind of go into the wings a little bit of five. So um, we went over four last week. So a four wing um, on like attached to the five, um, they're logical thinkers and they struggle with extreme emotions. So the typical, like that'll bring, a four wing will bring extreme emotion to the five, which can be good. They do, it's like, they're not totally logical, which I think you need a little bit of each and everybody probably has a little bit of each, but, um, it brings emotion and it brings creativity. And this is from, um, one of my Instagrams that I was following. It's Enneagram.life. Um, the emotional part of a four wing five is usually very private for them. And although you might see a glimpse of their emotional depth in a group setting, the tears and anxiety are often processed in privacy, which I think is just one of the most interesting sentences because, um, I would assume that a, a five, generally in a five wing four, especially would um, not be open to a lot of things in a group setting, but with the five with the four wing, like they're more apt to show a little bit more depth within a group. That is, hmm. Yeah, which honestly, like I can kind of, just obviously he's fictional, but again, bringing back like the Oscar thing, he's not totally introverted. Like he's willing to like yeah, that's a good point. share, like just looking through the nine seasons and everything. So mm-hmm. I thought that was a really interesting point. Um, and then I had shared with you, Dana, I don't know if it was in the podcast or not, but I at one point thought that I might be um, a four wing five and I don't like sharing struggles that I go through in a, in a group setting. Um, So I feel like that right there tells me that I'm not a five wing four or four wing five because typically they share more in a group, which I just think is very interesting. Um, Okay. And then a six wing on top of a five is going to be more social than the typical five. So, um, Loyal five wing sixes, since six is the loyalist and that's our next number, that's definitely more of a social type. And um, once you're in their circle, you're in. So this is from Enneagram.life as well. A five wing six won't question your friendship even when time distance or lack of communication is there, which isn't that interesting? I think it's because they've researched and we'll talk about six in a minute, Mm -hmm. but six is the loyalist and their security. And when you have a researcher also values the security. Um, you know, once they found their people, they found their people. Yeah. And they're like in it for life, which I think is great because I think a lot of, a lot of people maybe don't have that quality. I think other numbers can definitely have that quality and other, like other number and wing combinations. But, um, you know, it always gets hard when friends or family move farther apart. You don't always talk as much, but when you can find that, that's super special. So I think that's a really special, um, like combination of, of number and wing five wing six. Um, okay. So subtypes. So we went over last, um, episode, there's the self-preservation subtype, the social subtype in the sexual or one-to-one subtype. So the one that's most interested in intimacy or not interested, but most concerned with intimacy. So the self-preservation five, um, they, since they are kind of acutely aware and they know what they can handle, um, they are pretty upfront about asking for what they need, which I think is definitely good. And usually that's space and time away. That's, that makes sense. Yeah. And, um, kind of with that said, I read on that same Instagram that they can actually be super talkative in social settings because they've saved up exactly the right amount of things that they need. Like they have exactly the right amount of resources. So if they say, okay, I'm working up to get through this two hour period, I can get through it and then I'm done. And if they're the expert at it, they're not afraid to share because they're the expert at it. They have reached their fulfillment. So they feel comfortable and competent, which is their motivation to share in a group. That's so, that's so good. That's a good point. Um, Okay. So social fives um, like to teach about their favorite topics and finding people who also share to share that with would be important to them. So that's, it goes directly with what you said. Like if they know something they're eager to share, they want to be like a, a teacher Um, with their favorite topics, which is definitely a good thing. Um, And then uh, the sexual or one-to-one fives are considered the most faithful because they are concerned with, you know, the intimacy of a few and they are fully satisfied with just having those few relationships. Um, 
So I read that this number, this subtype of number specifically, can easily be mistyped as either of their wings, so a four or a six, or a very quiet eight, which I wanted to ask you, do you see any of that in Louis as far as um, like the one-to-one five? Um, no, I mean, it's just hard because... Like when you're looking at Enneagrams, a lot of times with these um, and in different descriptions, they'll mm-hmm. talk about like when you're looking for a partner, you're not, you're worried, but you won't find the best. And I feel like we're already married and we've already committed. So yeah. like for us, I, I don't know, I guess it just doesn't apply. Yeah. It's not like, well, what can I get now? Like, right. So yeah. I don't, I, I think it's That's different. I don't yeah. know. That's so true. No, I agree. Um, okay. And also just as a note to, um, the five wing six one to one subtype, um, I would consider the most faithful probably because they are concerned yes. with like yes. one to one relationships. Um, and like we just said, the six wing like really makes them loyal. So agree. But any last thoughts on fives? Again, I don't I don't really know any fives. So my hope though is that I can take away from fives is the ability to do more research and be more observant, I think. And if you think about them, they think before they speak. Yes. They will never, I love that. they are never quick that. to speak because mm-hmm. they do not want to use their resources. And I think that's my biggest thing is that's the opposite of what I do. And so the biggest yeah. thing from fives is thinking before I speak mm-hmm. and like savoring those words. You know, when fives speak, it's very meaningful. It's meaningful because they've thought about their words. Mm-hmm. They don't waste their words. Yeah. I love that. And I think too, like just directly going along with that is I love that they have all the facts like you said before they form an opinion where I was just telling Dana before we started this episode um that whoever is speaking in front of me I can kind of like nod along and be like that makes sense where fives I don't think would would ever say like yeah that makes sense they will they'll like sit back quietly until they come up with like an actual conclusion for themselves which I love that so I need I need to do more on that as well so uh, this seems like a good time to take a quick break, get some water, get a drinky, maybe a snack, Make and a uh, we'll be back shortly. Welcome back. Hope you got a good drink, break, snack, etc. Um, we are now going into type six, which is called the loyalist. So Faith, what are your initial thoughts or like things about sixes? Do you know any sixes? Um, so I, I'm pro- I'm sure that I know some sixes personally, um, but I really don't know much about sixes. And um, really, besides the five, probably, I feel like they're the most mysterious to me because a lot of what I read is just like that they have anxiety and that's not what a six is, you know? So I feel like, like I want to know more about... Um, I guess what drives them versus just kind of like putting them in a catch all like, Oh, if you have anxiety, like you're a six, which that's not, that's not accurate. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So sixes, um, I just felt like when I first kind of got into this and made people take this test, um, I have so many sixes that surround me. I don't know what it is. Like Mm -hmm. if I'm a six magnet, um, but (laughs) like three out of uh, two of my best friends from high school are sixes. The other one is like a three and a six. My brother's a six. My sister-in-law's a six. So Um, you really know a ton. Yeah. And then I have a six that's a friend here. So the sixes, I'm just very familiar with Mm -hmm. them as people, I guess. And then reading about it, I said, okay, yeah, I can see that in them. Yeah. So sixes are called the loyalist and they are described as serene, open-minded, creative security. Their biggest thing and motivation is to be secure and to be stable. Mm -hmm. Um, and their fear is obviously losing that support, losing that security, Mm -hmm. not being stable. Um, their biggest sin is fear and, which uh, totally sucks because they're, they're like the great struggle of like the thinking triad is anxiety. So they feel like they just have like a double dose of it. 
Yes, which because if you think about it, like going back to, I think, control, like the fives want to control their knowledge almost mm-hmm. and sixes um, want to control their situation, want mm-hmm. to control their security, making sure that they're secure. Which is something um, you can't control. Right. Which makes right. it that much harder. So they, and it's taught the loyalists because they will defend others and their beliefs more so than themselves because they are fiercely loyal. So because they're concerned with security, once they have found a friend in you, I mean, they're in it to win it. Mm -hmm. Like they're not going to quit that anytime soon. Um, Sixes tend to push and pull away from people who will be seen as loyal to them. And obviously then if you pass the test, like we said, you're in it for life. Yeah. Um, I think that's interesting that they do. I've heard that too, where they do the push and pull um, just because I, I, I initially mistyped myself as a six and then I was reading more about the push and pull and I realized that that's not me at all because I kind of, want everybody to like I'm a people pleaser um so I you know don't have any I don't have that push and pull thing that sixes do but I think that's very interesting and it's a really good way I hate to say to test people but that is a good way to like make sure you know who's on your team forever right right. so a six at their best they have very strong personal bonds. They're reliable. They're responsible. That's the biggest thing I, I think about the sixes I know is they're very responsible because they have to be to maintain that stability and security. Um, they are committed to their friends and family. And again, they work to create stability and security. Um, they know how to get others to like them. This was an interesting thing from the Enneagram mm-hmm. uh, Institute. Mm-hmm. They know how to get others to like them and they look for common ground with people. They're the people that are like, oh, you watch like baseball too? Me yeah. too. And then they um, talk about because it. then that's stable. Mm-hmm. Because then they have a stable thing. Like they have with something another person. to connect with. And Correct. that like makes them feel like they're they've had that in and then they can start like making yes. one of those people their people. Yes. And then at their worst, they are very suspicious, right? Mm, yeah. They skeptical. Blame, yes, they're skeptical because they don't um you know, they don't trust people very easily at their worst. Yeah. They blame others for their anxiety. They do rebel against authority at their worst Which again. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They feel inferior and can become dependent on a person or organization, almost like a last-ditch effort mm-hmm. to um, find some kind of security that they will just find it in anyone that they can't and latch on to it, wow. almost like a codependent thing. Yeah. Hmm. Um, they get very, another thing is just, they get very nervous in situations where mm-hmm. they don't know where people stand. So I think mm-hmm. in like heated discussions, not a, not at sixes are not, no, because they like security, they like stability. And if there's kind of a chance that people could uprise and get in arguments, not that they like peace, but they don't know where people stand. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to maybe offer opinions or anything mm-hmm. because they're not sure. And that makes them uncomfortable. Yeah, that's super interesting. I was reading that, um, which healthy um, sixes in their in their healthy state um, go towards like their like the nine, which is a very relaxed state. And I would say that makes them super like go with the flow and maybe more optimistic and less skeptical. Yes, yes. And the more unhealthy they are, the more unpredictable they are because that makes sense. You don't know what they're going to do, what they're going to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they get stressed or anxious, the it was saying that they overreact, mm-hmm. and they're very um, they're very quick to anger. They're very quick um, to their words, which I guess I'm kind of like, well, isn't everyone? Like, yeah, well, and that's right. not true because some yeah. people withdraw when they're angry. Right. That's true. Um, but one thing that sixes can do to um, better themselves Mm -hmm. is to work on being more trusting of people and not just to be suspicious of everyone like to not push and pull yes yeah as a tactic that makes sense so what are the wings like so we know it's a five on one side and a seven on the other so i think six wing fives are really interesting um because the six is kind of um they see the world this is through from enneagram life they see the world through both the lens of fear And also as an energy sucker, which is just sounds like a hard combination. A lot of these just sound (laughs) like a hard combination. I I was like, how would I live my life? Right. Um, But the good thing I would say that a five wing brings to a six is that they can calm their anxieties with a logical thought process, which is really um, interesting. And um, pulling, you know, from their five wing, um, they might not voice those anxieties immediately. 
But when they do, it's they've like come to a conclusion about them almost because they have that logical thought process, um, which gosh, I, I, I have anxiety moments and I wish that I could logically think through. I feel like I need more of, more of that. Um, so a six wing seven, um, this would be a lot more of a social six. Um, I think, which we're going to go into sevens in a bit. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I think like that brings a whole new energy to the six. So, they are more energetic. Um, they can be more impulsive, um, witty, but also really lighthearted. So I think that's a really interesting. They're every every person is so unique. So every combination is just super interesting. I agree. So does that wrap up? What are your final thoughts on sixes? I guess what is the biggest thing you admire about sixes that you wish you could kind of strive towards? Do you want to talk about the subtypes? Oh. Might be, yeah. Feel Will free. We rewind it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> so the subtypes of a six, so a self-preservation six, um, what you were saying, Dana, they are really fixated on their authority figures for feelings of security um, to make them feel like um, secure, maybe even in like jobs or um, if you think of like, I don't know, a friend as like an authority, um, they might fixate on those authority figures for guidance because they're more, um, not with, they're not a withdrawn stance, but they're more concerned with like the, their resources and their material comfort, if that makes sense. So they're not going to like pull from every person to see what, where they are. They're going to pull from like one person and that's the self-preservation. Um, they're also super unlikely to assert their opinions, which I read, this makes them seem a lot like a nine. So where that's a nine quality and we're going to do nine later on, but, um, the sixes are very, you know, nine ish in that way where they're, they're going to kind of sit back and, um, digest before sharing opinions. Um, social sixes are the most socially aware, I would say, just because they are concerned with everyone. And so I read this is interesting. I read this, um, that this subtype seems a lot like a one because this is the one this is the one subtype that sees the world through like a black and white lens like this is either right or this is wrong um interesting this is so interesting to me um instead of an inner critic like the one has and we'll talk about this next week but they have an inner committee of voices bringing up possible worst case scenarios does that not sound awful sounds like schizophrenia yeah it sounds horrible like i like i thought initially i thought i think i'd mentioned this i thought i was a one and having like just myself being like you're not good enough can you imagine having like a chorus i mean it just or sounds no. awful no um but anyway that was from enneagram life too they 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 have it together um, and then the last, the last subtype is the one-to-one six or the sexual six. So this six won't actually look like a six at all. They are the most assertive and they actually commonly mistype as an eight. So, um, oh. that's interesting. And they're also super cautious of who they'll trust, which I think is kind of a general six thing, six is, yeah. but maybe the intimate, the sexual six is more so concerned because they're like on a one-to-one basis. So they're very cautious of who they bring on that one-to-one Level. That makes sense. Um, last thoughts. I mean, I don't know. The biggest thing that I feel like I admire in the sixes that just I seem to be just surrounded by um, is their attention to detail. Mm. Um, they're very, because of their stability um, and their security, they have to know the whole plan. So, you know, if I multiple times in high school I would say let's do this or I would throw out an idea or a game and I would be like let's do this let's mm -hmm. do that and you know the three sixes I would, would be like well how are we doing that why are we doing that when are we doing that how are we getting there how are we paying for it and you know You're at the like, time I go. was like I know at the time I was like bah, it doesn't matter <laughs> and um I just I appreciate their attention to detail and planning and that you know it's, it's security like it's, it's, they make things secure and they make things stable. Yeah. I think that's a really good way to put it. Um, when you have a six with you, I feel like you're always going to have, um, somebody who's like looking out for yes. the most logical kind of best interest and in making sure that everybody's kind of taken and care safety. of. Yeah. Safety too. I yeah. mean, like I never thought we were doing anything stupid to the point where I'm like, this is not safe because I had three sixes with me. So that's not going to happen. That's so true. Um, I love that. But well, moving on. Oh my gosh, so excited. Same, my fave. <laughs> 
sevens for life. <laughs> oh my gosh. So do you want to go ahead and start and just kind of talk about your experience? Myself? Yeah. Talk <laughs> about yourself. <laughs> love it. Um, we had said before, fours love being fours. Sevens love being sevens. Okay. Too. Yay. Um, ever, like I had mentioned this in the last podcast, but ever since learning about the Enneagram, I took it was a seven and then read it. And I was like, oh, yep. Definitely 100%. Seven. Yeah. All about it. Um, and the more and more I research it and research, not the positives, but more the negatives, I see the flaws in myself and how I can better myself. I think um, we had mentioned this too, but I feel like looking at the stressful points, and like the unhealthy points really mm -hmm. help you pinpoint like what you are even more so than the core motivation. Cause I feel like stress is kind of easier to like pinpoint. Right. Um, so for those of you who don't know, seven is called the enthusiast. Um, and they are some of the like words to describe extroverted, positive, um, playful, high spirited, enthusiastic, mm -hmm. um, keeping busy all the time. So their core motivation is to be their core motivation is to be pain free and experience life I would say and then their mm -hmm. fear is being trapped or missing out and mm -hmm. so their sin is obviously gluttony having the most of something yeah um so with that a healthy seven um, at their best, they are responsible with their pursuit mm -hmm. um, and they experience the world as kind of an endless source of joy is what the Enneagram Institute was talking I about. I love that. Yeah. I like they experience, they let every experience touch them deeply. Um, they are known as the most extroverted type. Mm -hmm. um, but it said on the Enneagram Institute, they make the ordinary into a party. Like an, any, mm. an ordinary thing into mm -hmm. a party. And it also said if you have a party, you want to say at least one seven there. Yeah, um, that's a good point. They fill up their calendar. They're constantly on the move, planning this, this, mm -hmm. and that. Um, so at their worst, though, their, experience, their pursuit of experiences leads to a lot of FOMO. So mm -hmm. I feel like that's the biggest thing about sevens is FOMO, fear of missing out. Yeah. Um, because they don't want to miss out, they almost spread themselves too thin in multiple different areas. And in those different areas, um, they're very restless. Mm -hmm. Like they have a restless mind because it's always come up with what can I do next? What can I do next? What can I experience next? Mm -hmm. um, and so you become undisciplined. And that's where that gluttony comes in is because you just try to fill up, fill up, fill up, fill up with everything. Yeah. But you're not disciplined in it. Um, and it, the uh, another thing is they're unable to stop themselves from this flight of just trying to experience things mm -hmm. and a, keeping in mind the core fear is flight of like not feeling pain. So you constantly want to keep yourself busy so you never feel negative emotions wow. or pain. That's so interesting to me. I, when I was researching the seven, I, um, I think we like my immediate reaction about a seven is they're excitable and they're fun and they're extra, they're loud. They're like, uh, like you said, life of the party when in reality they are those things, but also like it's, it's kind of a coping mechanism to like hide the pain they're feeling. And that really yes. broke my heart and was so interesting too, because, you know, maybe outwardly they are, um, just like. Woohoo! Like inwardly, it's like if they slow down, they'll start feeling things they may they might don't want to feel. I just think it's it's seven is a very interesting number to me, and I think sevens. Um, another thing with them is that I really resonate with is they're mm -hmm. just they do not want to feel any pain or negative emotions because mm -hmm. they always want to focus on what's to come experiences. Mm -hmm. Totally relate with that. Like I mean. Even just in our friendship in the six years that you've known me, mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's like a handful of times that you've seen me cry. Oh, I think maybe once. I know. I was thinking I, I can think one, thinking one specific time. time and we're both probably thinking yeah. about the same time. And yeah. because I just don't, I don't like crying in public. Mm -hmm. I don't like doing any of that. And there's that fear. It's just a fear of pain. I mm -hmm. think you just, I just don't want to feel it. So yeah. I just kind of ignore it and you keep yourself busy mm -hmm. and you just keep going on with life. Yeah. Um, That's so interesting. What would you say, and another thing that when we were talking about sixes and mm -hmm. me being surrounded by sixes that I just totally resonated with, mm -hmm. um, 
one of the characteristics that the Enneagram Institute said is they prefer broad overviews and the excitement of initial stages of the creative process to probing the single, a single topic in depth. Even like mm. the details, like, again, I would literally come up to my friends and be like, let's do this. We're planning a road trip. We're doing this. And they're like, okay, well, when are we going? And I was like, it I doesn't matter. We're you, going. You figured out you six. I, that. I was like, I'm just here to make the plan. <laughs> and, fun. and like for even like for my baby shower, uh, all of them were there and I was like, I want a balloon arch. I want it over here and it's going to be great. And they're like, well, how are we going to do it? And I was like, I don't know. And they're like, it's, well, how are we going to blow up the balloons? It's like, and you're the like, big picture person know. and then yes. everybody else. And I hate like, details. Yeah. I don't give a crap how you do it. I don't yeah. give a crap how much Just it get costs. it done. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. So I love that I have so many sixes that are my friends. Yes. And just keep me secure. No, that's so true. And I wanted to add to the healthy um, things and something that I immediately loved about you and continue to love about you is that you have a very pursuing heart. And I think that's very true of sevens, um, is like, they're very good at maintaining relationships. Um, when like as a super healthy seven, um, would be there, they're very pursuing. And, um, me and, um, one of our friends were talking about, um, oh, we would love to get together, but we know we're not Dana's. So we need to really, really make an effort. You know what I mean? Cause you are so good about that. And that's something that I, you know, definitely need to be better at. But um, so anyway, I love that about like the pursuing nature of sevens. Um, so should we go into wings? Yes, please do. Okay. So um, I, yes, no, go ahead. Yeah. So, so uh, sevens have either a six or an eight wing. And so the seven wing six is going to be more cautious and less like scattered. So like you were talking about the stability aspect, that's going to be bring a really like stable and secure um, side to the typical like seven who's like, let's all out get it. So that'll bring a little bit more detail um, orientedness to the typical um, seven. And then seven wing sixes are also willing to stick um, with people for the long haul because of the six wing. Um, they are the seven wing six. They're optimistic and charming, but their anxiety is kind of always underneath the surface. And that comes from the six having the, great struggle of of anxiety or fear and then having fear as their sin as well. So it kind of like, that's hard for the six generally, but adding the six wing to the seven, that's something that um, can, can happen with them. Um, so the seven wing six are, I don't remember where I read this and I didn't write it down. It's probably from Enneagram.life. They're flighty, but they feel bad about it and they struggle with self-doubt. So I think that's such an interesting thing. And I can see that in myself. I, I'm not a seven um, and I don't think I'm a six either, but um, like whenever you want to be something, but you can't, and then you feel bad about it, but you want that so bad. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, just for instance, like I will have like big plans to do something and then I really want to do it, but I also don't do it and then feel bad about it. Like I, I have like that push and pull mm-hmm. thing. Does that make sense? Yes. Do you yeah. feel any of that as like a seven? Um, no. Okay. Okay. That's, <laughs> I that's definitely, good. I definitely want to do things, mm-hmm. but you don't feel guilty afterwards after nope, not doing them. That's nope. so interesting. Yeah, I love no. that. I think I'm just like, well, on to the next thing. On to the next. Yeah. yeah. So that brings us to seven wing eight. So you'll be able to speak to this one, but I have that they are super high energy and a lot more bold than the seven wing yep. six. Yes. Um, they have a ton of confidence and social forwardness. They're kind of not afraid to um, say what they think and um, just be bold in their words and actions. Um, the Road Back to You by Suzanne Stabile and Egan, Ian Morgan Cron says that seven wing eights will get so excited to start a project that they may never finish because of boredom. Because they just want to like move on. That's literally me. Um, they're also very action oriented and they like to get things done. So, mm, well, you do not resonate not with that, that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I do. I, that's not that's not true. Actually, today I was like, hey, Louie, I need to clean. I need to get these things done. Mm-hmm. But. Um, I mean, like, that's not my primary motivation in life. Right. Yeah. But no, sure. I would say I'm definitely a seven wing eight. Mm-hmm. That's, um, I love that. Because next we're going to talk about, like, next week we're going to talk about your husband. Yeah, who's an eight wing seven. Love it. Yes. I can't wait. We are just. So excited. Mm, um, so, yeah, I would say definitely a seven wing eight. Because mm-hmm. I think, and I do struggle with anxiety, mm-hmm. um, but I think I'm just, I'm not those things. I think I'm much more like the bold and mm-hmm. the project and stuff like that. I so agree. I definitely have an eight wing, I think. Yeah, I think it's like worth mentioning that all the numbers, 
no matter like no matter what number you are, you can have your own like anxiety struggles. It's not just yes. like one number, like not just the withdrawing ones or just like the ones who are like six who, you know, their fear is is anxiety. I think any number can kind of have that. Um, and so the subtypes of seven. So I'm so excited to see what you think about the subtypes. Mm -hmm. So a self-preservation seven, they're aware of their wants and they know how to get what they need. They know how to like um, manage their resources to they, so they get what they need. Um, so I wrote, this is from everything that I'm going to reference here is from Enneagram.life and nine types co on Instagram. So those are what this all came from. They love, this is self-preservation seven. They love having a group of friends to do things with, but the group is almost never ideal. So this self-preservation seven can sabotage the friendships to protect themselves before the friendship falls apart, which I think is literally so intuitive and interesting that they can tell that something's not going to be good for them. So they like slowly back away and just like, and I think self-sabotage is a bad way to put it, but they, they know what's going to be good for them in the long run. So they like distance themselves from that for the, I feel like for the pain factor. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you resonate with that at all? Um, You're a hard one to pinpoint. I know this is, I don't, I have to listen to the other two subtypes and yeah. like really think about mm -hmm. it. I mean, I definitely do resonate with, like you said, if there's pain involved, you're I'm like, like yeah, like for mm -hmm. instance, I can't watch any animal videos on Facebook. I don't care if they're happy, if it's a baby deer that got rescued because mm -hmm. I know that I'm going to cry and yeah. I don't want to cry. Yeah. Or when people are like, hey, you should read this very heartfelt book mm -hmm. it, or like, Listen, even the movie Up, I know what happens in the beginning, people, okay? I don't anyway. even know if I want to watch the whole thing because I know what happens in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So I would say there's definitely a lot of self-preservation like that you, I resort you're to. You're aware of like what you need. You're you're aware of what you need. Okay. And what I don't need. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so true. Um, okay, so the social sevens gather people around them who share their enthusiasm. And I would say a lot like the three, they can be a huge cheerleader. For the people around them and to like get them pumped and excited. Cause I see that, that, um, that in you a lot. So, and they might, especially the eight, I would say the social seven wing eight, um, will focus on their energy on social causes that they believe in, which I think is really cool. And I think, um, more so even than the, the eight, um, because the eight is not as like extrovert as the seven. I feel like sevens can get things done. Seven wing eight social can really yes. get things done yeah, 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 yeah. for like causes, if that makes yes, sense. I agree with that. I admire that. Um, and this was the social seven. They make layers of plans to ensure they're never without stimulation. The pack schedule, their pack schedules leave them feeling exhausted, but they don't slow down enough to notice, which yeah. I think is also interesting and goes directly along with the, the pain aspect mm -hmm. because they don't want to, or even boredom. Like they don't want to sit alone in their boredom. If that right. makes sense. Yes, that's correct. I heard a seven say that once like on Instagram or something, but I think that's super interesting. And then, um, I thought this was crazy interesting. And I resonate with this part of the social seven is this is a quote because their deadly sin of gluttony is still knocking at the door. These sevens have a very harsh view on anything excessive and even coming across as critical to others when in reality it's them rating themselves in. And I'm, I know that I'm not a seven, but that oh, really resonates saying. with me because if I know something, I don't want to be something or I don't want to do something. I'm, I literally run in the opposite direction and I feel like that mm. comes off as critical, but I'm actually just like dealing with myself. Does that make sense? And I definitely see that. I don't think I, I, I resonate with that. Yeah. And that's much, the social but... seven. Um, so you're not social seven. No, mm -hmm. I, but then it said making layers of plans to ensure they're never without stimulation. Their pack schedules leaves them exhausted. However, it says, but you don't slow down to notice. I do hit a wall at some point. Uh, yeah, I've learned that sure. in my life that mm -hmm. I do hit a wall and I need to take time to refresh. So I would say, I I don't know. I'm partly a social seven, but I don't think I'm to well, a T. I was going to say too, like if you are a social seven, you've really learned like the healthy way to to deal with that. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, if you are the social seven, you might not resonate with it all because you're just, you're making that growth mm -hmm. and becoming a more like healthy rounded person, if that makes sense. Yeah. I follow that. Um, and then the last one is the one-to-one -one seven or the sexual seven. And this was interesting. They can be confused for a four because of their creativity and daydreaming. So one-to-one -one sevens are always moving and um, they're the most assertive seven in relationships. And um, 
that's probably just because of the intimacy factor. So I feel like what this says to me is they're most willing to be assertive, like with a friend or with like a husband or wife where they can say like, Hey, this is what I need. Can you please like do this with me? Cause I need this right now. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, I, I need to, that's something that I can definitely take away from sevens is to be more assertive about like, if I like, if I really need um like to watch a movie with Tyler, if I just need to relax, mm-hmm. I need to say that instead of yeah. being like, do you want to like watch a movie or something? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe watch a movie or something. But um, anyway, do you feel like you relate to like the self-preservation or the one-to-one more than the social? Um, Probably the self-preservation, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and that's not true because the one-to-one, um, I am very vocal about what I do need with mm-hmm. Louie. Yeah. Um, I think I've learned to be that way because it just makes the most sense. Like, yeah. I have also tried the passive aggressive way and that's like, that doesn't get me anywhere. It doesn't get me anywhere <laughs> except just like that. So I feel like I've been very like, hey, I need you to be home tonight. I mm-hmm. need like this and mm-hmm. I need to spend quality time with you where you're not on your phone. Yeah. Um, I think like, just based on like what I've read, I feel like I see you more as the one to one seven, just because yeah. like you are so social and you're aware of what you need. And we all have all of these instincts, but when it comes down to it, I feel like you really value like one on one time with people. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And I feel like your love language is quality time, right? It is. So yes. yeah, I feel like that can definitely go into it. Cause I know just, I think generally people in general, like if you are in a group of friends, it's always good, but you can't always like get down to the core of things. No, I when, agree with that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm definitely a one-to-one with people, quality time people. Yeah, totally. Love big groups, but almost I get overwhelmed in big groups because mm. I'm so excited to talk to everybody. Yeah, and you want to have that like really good conversation with everyone, which yeah. can be impossible in like a group that's yeah. like huge. Yeah. Um. Okay, so do you know other sevens? I do. Okay. Um, and how do you relate to them? Um. I think... When I think of this one in particular, we both, um, we were on a staff in college together. And uh, I think we both were very, um, I don't want to say hype man, but we were like hype men. We were like, hey, this is a big idea. Let's go for it. Let's do it. And we would hype people up for certain things. And then, you know, obviously our sixes in the group in like the staff would get things like done chill out sevens yeah they were mm-hmm. like hey how let's <laughs> let's figure out how to get this done yeah. um and I do think that I, I mean I definitely see in her life like the you know need to escape the pain and stuff like that mm-hmm. and one thing that we recently talked about that's another aspect of sevens is um in relationships you are always worried that you're gonna miss out on the best so okay. you never you almost like are almost flighty in your relationships because you're always like, ah, but there could be better. Ah, but there could be better. Mm. Um, which I just don't resonate really with because like Louie was my one and only boyfriend because yeah. I waited because mm-hmm. I was like, I haven't Not met fooling around with yeah, these I jokers. That. I know that. <laughs> Literally my thoughts <laughs> in my head. Jokers. All the jokers. So I was just like, mm, no, like Louie is the best there is. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm confident in that. Yeah, I don't see you as flighty. Mm-mm. Like, I don't see that. I feel like you're very grounded. Yeah. Like, and you, like, when you decide to pursue somebody, like, which, I mean, we can go into both wings, and I feel like you really yeah. pull, like, the loyal, like, the loyal aspect from your six wing. Yeah. Even though you are, yeah. you feel, you resonate more with the eight. Yes. So. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, One thing that I was reading about, which is to better, how to better yourself as a seven. Mm-hmm. Um, which I feel like I have really had to learn is to take experiences every day for what they're worth. Like almost like live each day to your fullest, Mm -hmm. as corny as that is, because if you're constantly thinking of FOMO, um, it will just destroy you. And specifically in my life, like Mm -hmm. last summer, I had my daughter Mm mid-July and, you know, having a newborn the first for the first two months, it's hard. It's hard having a new baby. Oh yeah, um, sure. figuring that out mm-hmm. and not sleeping and um, and she was even a good baby. But I remember for those first two months, seeing people's photos on Instagram and they're going on vacations the yeah. and they're going to the beach and they're laying out with their, you know, toned bodies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I have this mom body now that did something great, but I was just like, right, which is great, but also like I want to be tan, right? Yeah. And you know, and so it was very hard for me, and I feel like I really had to work to combat those thoughts of saying like 
well, I wish I wasn't in this situation. And I never mm-hmm. resented, resented my daughter, but I mm-hmm. definitely felt like I was missing out. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the literal flip side, I felt mm-hmm. like I, like God just put a lot of opportunities in my life to mm-hmm. be so thankful for every day. Yeah. Like I was like, man, my, we had help at our house every single day mm-hmm. um, for the first two weeks. And I loved that. I was so thankful for my parents and my in-laws. Mm-hmm. And I feel like God gave me, such a huge opportunity to say like, this is like, you need to be grateful. And I was like, yes, you're right. Like Mm -hmm. I get to just, so that's the one thing. And I I think also not spreading yourself too thin. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if other numbers struggle with that, but I feel like I have learned not to spread myself Mm -hmm. too thin because it's to the expense of people I love. I know twice in my life, people Mm -hmm. have literally close friends of mine has said to me, Hey, like you scheduled multiple things today and Mm -hmm. you like left my thing early and I just don't feel valued. And I've done that twice. And I've really had to say, because on my yeah. days off from work, I'm like, okay, I'm right. going to walk with this person. Then we're going to hang out here. Then we're going to go out to dinner right. here. And I, you know, I shortchange people. Yeah. And I think it's important to say too, uh, before I say this, I think twos can spread themselves too thin pretty easily because they're That's trying to like point. help in different ways. But um, I think like with that specific like struggle, it's never like, a malicious intent. Like you want that time with everybody because you love them mm-hmm. so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, that's really good. Like but spreading at the yourself expense to them. Of, Right. Of like others. You know, yeah. like, and I've learned to discipline. That's the biggest thing sevens don't have. Yeah. Agree with it. Raise my hand. I'm undisciplined in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. How to learn how to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the things that I would say if you are a seven, become more disciplined um, mm-hmm. and really focus on the things day to day. Even if you're not a seven, I guess, but I feel like yeah. sevens struggle. I feel like more. everybody can take take that um, advice and just to add, like to say what I admire about sevens. I feel like sevens are so fun and spontaneous. And like just for example, um, me and my husband, me and Tyler are not we're no, we're not sevens, and um, we made plans on Saturday. We were like, why don't we go to hike? Like, why don't we go an hour and have a way to hike? And we were both like, yeah, that's a great idea. And then that morning we were like, no, we're just going to go 15 minutes on the road. So we went to a hiking trail, 15 minutes on the road. And I really wish that I could have that like adventurous spirit um, to just like pick up and be like, Hey, we have like, you know, half of a day, let's go an hour and a half away and like eat somewhere fun. And like, mm-hmm. and I just, I really admire that because that's like not me at all. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I can definitely take that away. And I think just like the pursuing aspect, like I was talking about like our mutual friend, yeah. but we're like, we're not Dana's, like we need to be oh more gosh. pursuing. Um, Too kind. I know. But um, anyway, so I can definitely do better like with that. Cause I feel like a lot of the time I kind of sit back when I need to like be more like, I feel like I can text people well, but like actually making the plans happen. I feel like you are super good at that. Like, not details always though. I'm very, again, going back to discipline, I'm very like, hey, we need to walk next week. And then you're like, when? And I'm like, who knows? Who cares? Yeah. And I'm like, no, but okay, see, cool. I think some, just something fun about our relationship is you're like, do you want to walk right now? And I'm like, yes, I'll be here right now. <laughs> and like, I'm really bad at that. Meet in 10 minutes? People. No, that's great because what, yeah. am I, what am I doing? I am really bad with that. Yeah. If you ever get a text from me that's like, do you want to do something right now? And like our friend who's a one, I text her and she was like, I'm at work. And I was like, <laughs> Why? No, I'm just kidding. Why are you but, working though? Yeah, I know. And I was like, but just leave. Like, just, it's fine. Just come walk. Yeah. Okay. Um. I. But no. I. I really like that, and I feel like our friendship specifically, like you really bring that like adventure. Not. <laughs> that's not. I mean, it's adventure to walk, but like spontaneous, spontaneous, like spontaneity. Um. Because a lot of the time, I would just kind of like sit back and be like, "You want to walk like in two weeks at one o'clock on Friday." <laughs> Like, I think I believe it to take a lunch then or you're like, let's walk right now. And like, that just, yeah, it's we easy need a balance. To, yeah. Yeah. Balance is good. But which we've struck we in have. six years. Yes. But um, no, for sure. So any last thoughts, I guess, since we've come to a close almost? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I love being a seven and yeah. I really admire sixes. Um, and I learned a lot about fives. I'm really glad that you They're brought so in mysterious. all the subtypes and stuff because mm-hmm. I... I just really learned a lot about fives and mm-hmm. I appreciate them more. I think they're rare. I think they're a lot more I think rare. So I think sixes are super, maybe it's just the way that people take tests, mm-hmm. but I have not met, like I said, I have not met any fives, mm-hmm. met a ton of sixes. I am a seven. So um, be on the lookout for that unicorn of a five. Yeah, for sure. Or here's another thing we didn't do. Mm, yeah. Feel free um, if you're a listener and you want to like 
at us uh, at any point yeah. or like disagree, comment, yes. raise your hand and say, I'm a five. Yeah. Um, feel free to follow or message our Instagrams. Mine's at Dana to George. Mine is, oh gosh, I just changed it. It's at Faith Reeves, but there's a period between the V and the E. So anyway- Go to Dana's and then search for Faith and you'll find me. <laughs> Go to Dana's followers, search for me and you'll find me. And any disag- disagreements that you have, send to Dana because I can't handle it because <laughs> I'm too sensitive. Bring it on, suckers. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh all right. Well, yeah, that's all for this week. I think week. that's it. I think we've done well. I do too. We yeah. will wrap up the Enneagram next week, which yeah. is a little sad, but we will also get an opportunity to talk about our co-host here yes possible nine and yes. then we'll talk about uh, Dana's husband Louie who is an eight and I feel like I know a fair bit amount of ones because or Same. because Same. or about a one because I thought I was a one initially so anyway yeah it'll be you fun guys. yeah well, see we you won't later. see you but we'll hear you next week you'll hear you hear next us. week you'll hear us next week <laughs> next week <laughs> <laughs>